Most people settle because they don't know how to maximize the potential that God has given them. Welcome to the Thrive College Podcast, where we help young leaders navigate the challenges and opportunities of their future and faith. Each episode, we'll be giving the mic to young leaders to ask tough questions to some of the world's most influential voices. We're excited you're here with us today. Let's dive in. College Podcast. I'm Dina Davidson, host of the podcast, and today we have Charmaine Wells in the studio. Give us a round of applause. Oh. <laughs> very, very, very nice. <laughs> like, 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 no, no hoots and hollers from you, though. No. Not no. so much of hoot and hollering. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, Charmaine, give us a little bit of your background. Mm-hmm. I know you have a really fun journey into the music industry and yeah. what you're doing nowadays. Yeah. Wow. It's a lot. I know. Tell my life life story. story. No big deal. Um, Yeah, I was I was raised in Australia in a full time music ministry uh, called Endless Praise. And that was um, that kind of officially started the year that I was born and the year that I was born. They did like a 10 month tour through Australia, New Zealand, America and Central and South America. And I think it was about, you know, uh, maybe six months into it that my, my parents found out they were pregnant with me wow. and they were like the managers, the, the leaders of this group. And, and they were like, do we cancel a whole right. tour? And they were so young and they were just so on fire for the Lord. I don't know if I would do this, Jesus, I'm sorry. Um, but they were like, no, it says to go preach the gospel to all nations and tongues. You know, yeah. it doesn't say except when you're pregnant. Mm. Um, so they went out. And on the road, my mum was, uh, I think she was about six months when they were in New Zealand. Um, They told her that she was having twins and she freaked out because it wasn't ultrasounds. It wasn't like you could just walk into any, she didn't have any insurance. They were always on the road. Um, So I ended up being born in the America part of the tour in West Covina, California. (laughs) And uh, yeah, like a week after I was born, my mum was back on the road with me. And it was a group of like 20 of them on the road. A lot of them were family. And uh, my family in Australia didn't see me until I was about five or six months old. I know, is that crazy? (laughs) Now that I have kids of my own, I'm like, wow, that was crazy. (laughs) How do you function, Mom, on the road? Uh, You know, she's super young and and full of energy, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think she could handle more than than I did at 30, you know. So So fast forwarding in your story, you re-enter the music industry. Yeah, I never thought that that would ever come into play, my American citizenship. I have dual citizenship. And so, uh, long story short, so many details, I got signed to a label in Nashville, Tennessee. And so that's when I moved. I was 16 years old and my parents moved with me. I don't have any siblings. I have so many cousins, like cousins, just 31st cousins and, and 30 something second cousins or whatever. So, um, yeah, so moved, uh, got signed, did the whole, uh, Christian artist, go on tours, all that sort of stuff for, I think, about 15 years. I don't know. My math's not great, but roughly about that. And and it was through that that I met this dude called Aaron Padilla. Mm-hmm. And he was on the road. We were both kids on the road. And we were just friends for years and years. And he moved out to California. 
And after a while, he started like calling and he was like, hey, you should come visit this church. I think you'd, you'd really like it. And I was so confused. I was like, why? Like, do you want me to do a concert? Like, what, do you, what am I doing? Um, he was like, just come and hang with us. And I was like, I'll come hang. Okay. <laughs> but it took three years. Um, and then I, eventually it worked out because I was always on the road. And, and it, that, that was it. I think the, the Lord was telling me this is where I needed to be. Uh, but it still took me a year to actually realize that um, and back and forth from California to Tennessee for a year. And then after a year, the Lord was like, this is it. And um, I met my husband and it was actually because of you. <laughs> yeah, it was like a year into Bayside. And uh, back then, the it was called The Shore, mm-hmm. right? And college ministry thank you and yeah he was supposed to be in you were supposed to be interviewing me I think (laughs) and and you did the last minute switch you're like it'd be way more interesting if a guy is interviewing a girl and Mm -hmm. and you you, I was you you got me to come and talk about worship Mm -hmm. and apparently everybody and their mother was taking photos photos of us on stage and being like there was such a vibe like <laughs> if you were in the room it, like the atmosphere was electric everyone was that, at one point you said oh my mom would love you oh yeah well I go, didn't ah. yeah I didn't mean it like that but yes as soon as I said that I was like mistake in my head <laughs> but okay, yeah I, apparently not <laughs> that was my husband and I didn't even know it um, but yeah, I mean, the rest is almost history now. It feels like that. It, um, it is because now I've entered into a whole new chapter of like not going on the road as much. I mean, I am through Thrive Worship. I'm a part of, you know, the team and uh, I'm a worship pastor and my station is Adventure Bayside and I work with Peter Burton and it's it's wonderful. But like I'm so full with like my children and my husband who is like a viking god he's got this glorious red hair don't tell him the god part though that'll just yeah it's not and he's got a huge head so um but yeah that's just a little bit of me in a nutshell yeah so fun. <laughs> well, today in the studio, we have Kayla Brilliante. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. I, I always like to emphasize that the brilliant, like, you're so brilliant. That's what I <laughs> What a great last name. <laughs> um, but tell us just a little bit about yourself, um, your internship here at Bayside, what you're hoping to do one day. Yeah, so like you said, my name is Kayla Brilliante. I am, have been a worship intern for Thrive College at our Blue Oaks campus, Um my dream one day is to be a full-time worship pastor, oh, um, awesome. possibly writing music too. So Love it. Yeah. That is great. So here's what I've been told about Caleb. He keeps this part very under wraps, but that he's incredibly sarcastic. So oh. like, um, you just keep that on the download. But I've walked past some hallway conversations and I'm like, who gave that zinger? That was so, yes, yeah, so under told part that's <laughs> great revealing it to the world I know. well you and all of australia would get along well so, <laughs> so, so for our college podcast we always want to pass the mic to the rising generation of leaders awesome and so we're gonna have caleb be asking questions so what do you have for us yeah so you kind of already sort of answered this in your story but uh my first question i had for you was um with being in nashville 
Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of what was kind of your story of what you did in Nashville and then your move to Bayside and leading worship here at Bayside? Yeah, I think uh, one couldn't have happened without the other. So uh, Thrive College is is basically my whole life almost, but on the road. Mm-hmm. Like when I was traveling with my parents' ministry, we would set up all the equipment, you know, the sound system. I had to learn all the cables. And and then it was like the merch table at the back and then talking to people and we would get host homed out. So then we would stay in people's homes mm-hmm. from that church that night. And so you'd have to learn how to talk with different cultures and different people and different walks of life. And um, so it was like a, a full, just very holistic uh, training in ministry, you know. Mm-hmm. So when I went to, um, to you know, I got signed and I was in Nashville and writing songs and um, that was a whole other training because it was a whole new stage. It was a whole new setup, mm-hmm. um, different audiences, different culture. The American culture was a big thing to get used to and Starbucks was everywhere. <laughs> that wasn't a thing in Australia. <laughs> it still isn't really, but um like even walking into a Starbucks one time, side note, uh, there was ladies um, having a Bible study. And Australia, I think, is still one of the top 10 atheist countries in the world oh, wow. where it's just very open. You know, it's not that they're against Christianity. It's just <coughs> not as, you know, it, not like America in that aspect. So walking in and seeing somebody like praying and doing a Bible study, my mind was blown. I was 16. <laughs> I was like, are they allowed to do that here? I don't know. <laughs> Um, so like the culture was wonderful, but it was just so different. And so just learning all of that, I was just all a part of it. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think if I had all those years of being on the road, um, that I could have stepped into something like Bayside and, and a stage and in worship leading and, and have done that, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was all college for me. It was all training. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's how God works. Hey, he doesn't waste anything, whatever your, whatever season you're in, whatever your, working at even if it's minute and and doesn't feel important or this tiny song that you just you're never going to show anybody or you know and that's fine that you never show anybody Mm -hmm. but that is actually all training all of that is making you better at your craft and your gifting and what the lord has given you for the next season that's great yeah tell me about i feel like you lived the dream you know for so many of our students listening that that is the dream being in nashville being (laughs) sad Getting to be part of an industry that they would love. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it can be pros or cons. Mm-hmm. Just some of the hidden sides of what they may not be expecting. Like there's the maybe fantasized version that they see mm-hmm. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But what's it like to actually be in there for better or for worse? Yeah, I mean, the, the industry is, it's it's a business for sure. Like you, um, you are the product and or you're trying to be a product of sorts. And there's just pros and cons with everything because it's a business. If it's not working, you know, you may not have the financial backing of a label and there's all these ups and downs. And it is a, I mean, as much as people say it isn't, it is a straight up like competition (laughs) and it's hard not to get into that mindset because it is technically a Christian industry, right? Mm -hmm. So even the business side of things sometimes feels like it's working directly opposite to like the ministry side Mm -hmm. of things and, and what's important and what you should care about and the accolades or the awards or even how much money you're making um, really shouldn't, well, there's just got to be balance, you know, and it's hard to keep that balance. There's always that tension 
And of course, with most things in life, it's not a problem to be solved. It's just a tension. What is it to be managed? Yeah. Mm. So it's like, um, uh, it can be, it can be lonely. It can be stressful if you let that stuff get to you as far as, um, you know, whether or not I'm selling enough CDs or whether or not my stuff's getting on the, on the radio or cause it's all a bit of a hustle. Mm-hmm. But then for some people, that's the fun of it, you know, is like getting connected and writing songs. And to be honest to this day, writing songs and creating music in the studio is still by far like my favorite thing to do. Even if nobody hears it and it never gets out, like just creating something new uh, with friends. And I was privileged enough to be able to do a lot of my albums with some of my closest friends, um, which is not always the case. I, I still feel like that was the best part of it, you know, because mm-hmm. it is. You, it's, it's a town filled with creative people, which is a lot of fun. So fun. Mm-hmm. It's a great first question. Anyone yeah. So when when you're leading worship or just in worship in general, where, how do you differentiate, or how do I ask this? How do you, where's the line between excellence, having excellence in your worship and, but not being too showy or not making it feel like a concert? How do you like separate those two? I don't, uh, I don't know if they can really be separated because this is still a craft, right? Mm-hmm. This is still your instrument whether it is a physical instrument that you're playing, but really you as a whole are the instrument, right? You're, you're leading people through your voice, through your words, through your exhortation, through your actual instrument, through how you're playing with the band. Like the whole thing is is got to be well executed, right? Mm-hmm. So that it doesn't become a distraction. Yeah. Um, so the more excellent you can be in in how you sing your notes, whether it's in tune, whether you remember the words, which I never do sometimes. (laughs) And I sang a song like a thousand times and I'm like, what is the word to beautiful name? (laughs) Is it wonderful? Is it beautiful? Which one? Um, You know, we all, we all get into that, but I think when, when the Israelites, right, were in the desert, and God asked them to set up that tent. And then eventually David and Solomon, right, they set up the actual temple. And mm. this was a place of worship. Um, and everything that was, you know, built from the foundation up to, <clears throat> to the artwork that they would put on the scribes, on the, on the pillars, to, to even what the priest would wear mm. was screaming the gospel, right? Yeah. It, was, it was telling the story because they didn't really have, like, books. They didn't have... TikTok. They didn't have like the internet to to go and look it up for yourself. They mm-hmm. literally had this temple as kind of uh, the story of God's love for us, right? The story mm-hmm. of redemption. And so when, you know, David and Solomon, when they started to build this, they got skilled people to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, people that were at the highest of their ability mm-hmm. um, because this was a place where other people were going to meet God. And so... I see it the same way to anybody who wants to worship and wants to, it is a kind of a hybrid of this um, professionalism, perfecting your art. Yes, it is sometimes a bit of a, it is a stage that you're on. Sometimes you're not going to feel everything that you're saying, but you're Mm -hmm. still going to act like it, right? Because you're leading people into something much greater than 
the thing that you're feeling in the mm-hmm. moment, whether it's good or bad, you know, whether you're in it or not type thing, you know. Mm. Um, and so because it is it is your job to present as best as you can this beautiful story of redemption. Yeah. You know? That's good. And within that, how do you like if you're if you start to feel like you're becoming a little prideful in that, how do you what how do you combat that? How do you yeah. not get to that place where you're like, I'm up here, everyone else is down here? Oh, yeah. Um, well, the moment that pops into my head, I say I am not Beyonce and I will never be Beyonce. Mm-hmm. There will always be somebody better than me, you know. Um, I'm not the, the uh, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to get into that. Not that I don't feel you know, sometimes I have a problem the other direction, kind of like Moses did where he was like, oh, no, no, no. I was so unbelieving of self that it yeah. went in a, still in an unhealthy direction, you know what I yeah. mean? I tend to lean towards that, but everybody has their ego to contend with, right? Because yeah. whether you're super insecure or super kind of think you're awesome, that's still ego, you yeah. know, that's still self-centered sort of, you're banking everything on on you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the truth of the matter is, is that I could sing a song, but it's the spirit of God that's going to bring it alive in somebody's heart. Yeah. At the end of the day, I can't do that, you know. Um, I'm still just like a vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't stay too long in the wrestling of the ego. I would say if if that pops up in your head, if you're wrestling with it, if there's competition, if there's there's the first thing you got to be aware of is that hey, this is my insecurity, this is my ego, and the second thing to do is like God, I need you to just take this. Mm-hmm. I need you to help me walk through this, mm-hmm. and and then keep the main thing, the main thing, which is just doing the best that you can, mm-hmm. and then using that for Him. I feel like it's so interesting how, you know, really we can go into error in opposite directions. Yeah. The one is we can be so focused on, man, I did great, like walking off the stage. Like, I, like the way I pressured people into God's presence. It's just like, I felt like the room was with me. And just like, that's like one side of bad. And then the other side of bad is kind of can this movement that I see within both speakers and even worship leaders of like, mm-hmm. I just want to disappear off the stage. Like, I just like, I don't right. even know, like, can I go on? And they're just so filled with anxiety that they almost don't even show up to the moment. Right, right. And their full giftedness. Right. But mm-hmm. I think what the crux of what you're saying is, whichever error it is, just try to get the focus off of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a lot of self-thinking. You take, take yourself out of the equation. Yeah. yeah. Think, think about God. Think about songs you're singing right think about the people start interceding for them mm-hmm. I think that's just really really sound advice for worship leading but also whatever you're doing right that's right. It within the realm of opportunity and giftedness yeah so good. when i sing next to melinda <laughs> I, I stay in my lane do you know what i mean like she is she is like the living beyonce that we have at yeah. bayside you know she's like oh she can do things with her vocal ability she can she can usher people into the presence of the Lord with like one note. <laughs> like it's amazing, yeah. you know. Uh, I stay in my lane. One time I did, she did a run. We were in the car and we were on our way to a conference and we just got off the plane. So we were in the car and we were having some food 
and we're listening to music and she does this awesome run. I was like, oh, I'm going to try and do that too. I botched it <laughs> in front of her. It was so embarrassing. And we both went silent and I was like, I'm just going to stay in my lane. And she was like, yes, yeah, sis. <laughs> and we and we kept going on and we're great friends yeah <laughs> yeah someone at your level and there's still someone to look to that you're thinking like, oh wow, they're they're further one thousand percent uh but see you know that's not to here's a wonderful thing there was this little boy amongst all the disciples that somehow managed to give his uh, fish and loaves to jesus mm-hmm. When Jesus was asking his disciples to do something nearly impossible, no, it was impossible. Um, the the disciples were taking the measurements, they were doing the numbers, and they were like, a year's years wages could not feed this multitude of people. And God was like, you need to feed them. So this little kid pops out of nowhere, whoever it was, maybe a brother of the disciples, whatever, mm-hmm. and hands him his food. Like that little guy is my encouragement. Because whatever I have, whatever I have, no matter how small, if I give it to Jesus, Mm. he can feed multitudes. He can feed thousands of people. His spirit can go into a heart and turn a heart of stone into a heart of flesh if I give it to him. And so I'm like, man, I'm so happy to be around Melinda. You know, she's so talented and so incredible. Mm -hmm. And the Lord is going to use her in a mighty way. And the Lord is equally going to use me in a mighty way too. That's so, good. So good. Well, Charmaine, we always have one final question on the yes. podcast. So this is a podcast for the rising generation of Christian leaders. Mm-hmm. So what is the one thing that you would say to a young Christian leader? Oh my gosh, the one thing. Wow. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Wish you gonna give me the give me this question like before. So sorry, I could have texted you that one. <laughs> oh, all the you... other ones you were happy to have spring. So <laughs> <I know. laughs> this one, the one but thing. this one. Oh, okay. So just the one thing I would say to a young Christian leader. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's like I feel like there are so many, but I'm now I have to I have to say one thing. Um. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What would I want to hear? There are so many things at the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, man, there's so much work to be done. Nothing is wasted. Go after it. Mm. Whatever you're in, go after it. This is what you have you know, where you are at right now is where God has you. Not that this will be forever. It won't. So whatever it is, whatever your hand finds to do, do it unto the Lord because he is on the move. It is happening right now. The kingdom of God is alive and well. We've got work to do. Just go after it. That's good. That's a good one thing. We'll take it. have you back on here so you can share 40 more things oh my gosh yes and let me just share more stories about my wonderful husband and family yes you call him the viking god no without the god oh without the god yeah let's let's scratch that out just edit that out he hears it goes to his head so you know well thank you so much Charmaine for coming on the podcast sharing your heart no worries 
calling us to do the work that God has called us to do and has put in front of us. That is such a good work. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us today on the Thrive College Podcast. We hope that today's episode has empowered you to navigate the challenges and the opportunities of your future and your faith. If you really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciated what we had to offer, we would love for you to write a five-star written review and share it with your friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.